0: Welcome to Papa's House Church, Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this message by Pastor Charles. For more information about this service, visit Papa's House India by logging in into SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube and Facebook. This morning the Lord gave me a word and I believe it's one of those challenging situations we all face in our life. So before I put it up in the screen, as usual, I have a little uh, humorous story to tell you. So uh, this guy's best friend was about to get married and he could not attend the wedding. So he's decided to send a telegram. I don't know anybody know what is a telegram. I know, both the brothers Sunil's know, The the newer generations, I don't know what it is. We go to the post office, We look at the postman there and we tell them a message that he will type and it will send it through the other post office and the guy receives the message and gives it to the person. Anybody has done it, Telegram? before yes (laughs) you see four hands the rest of you are like i know whatsapp tiktok (laughs) telegram is one of those ways we communicate gideon in those days okay that was like 500 years ago okay so this guy goes to the telegraph office and he gives a message and he was so short on money you know the longer the message is the more money so he was giving a short message so he took one john 418 and he gave 1 John 4:18 18 for his best friend who she's about to get married so this telegraph guy he does not know the whole 1 John 2 John he just sent John 4 18 so when he arrived so the, the it's happening in a church and the sexton supposed to read the messages of those who send them greetings from far away and that guy also does not know the Bible so he said now we're going to read for the bride all the messages came from far away places so he started reading and he looked at it, it says John 4.18 and he turned the Bible and it says, Jesus was talking to the Samaritan woman you had five husbands and what you had now is not your husband okay, lift up your Bible say this after me, if you have your Bible on your phone, lift it up say this after me, Lord Jesus influence me this morning Holy Spirit, we are here to hear your voice. I didn't come here to hear the voice of this guy. I came to hear the voice of yours. So I pray that you will take control of my mouth, my lips, my life. Speak through me that we all will be edified and grow one step closer in knowing you. In Jesus' name, amen. So this morning, one of uh, the most challenging subject that I want to share and which is a common subject we all face is how do I know what is God's will for me? Everybody has gone through this in life. You know, it's not just in the early part of your life when you came to know the Lord. It's, it's a progressive, lifelong journey that we figure out, how do I know what is God's will for me? And a lot of confusion is there because we are bombarded with so many stuff that's going around. So sometimes we feel like, man, Is this God's voice? Anybody had that thought? Is this God's voice? Do I really doing what the will of God is? And a lot of times we get confused with the thought that saying if there is a provision, that means God's will is happening in my life. Let me tell you, Jonah got a provision as a a ferry ticket. He got the provision. He got the provision to get into the ferry. He got the provision to sleep in the ferry in a nice bunk bed. But that doesn't mean he was doing the will of God. Write it down if you're taking notes. If you want to run away from doing God's will, the enemy will arrange a free transportation. Amen. If you are running away from doing God's will, enemy will arrange a free transportation. And that's what happened in the life of Jonah. Now, when we talk about God's will, we always say, you know, people sometimes they come and say, The Lord told me. Have you heard that? The Christians always, and there are super ultra-Christians, they are even lo- little bit holier than Jesus. And they will always use everything God said, God said, God said. And sometimes you feel like, am I a sinner or I don't hear God or I, what's going on? So this is what up here in the screen. The voice of God and the will of God Goes hand in hand That's the first thing you need to remember When you hear the voice of God And the will of God It never contradict It goes hand in hand So in other words The will of God Is actually found in the word of God It's very important The voice of God and the word of God Do not contradict one another in other words, his voice will never make you to sin. Hello? Sometimes people say, the Lord told me, and this happens, you know, when I'm in missionary for the last 24 years almost, and we have discipled, you know, trained literally hundreds and thousands of people and sometimes come and say, people come and say, Anna, the Lord told me, this is the girl. And I tell them, are you sure? Yes, Anna. No? Confirmation. How? She looked at me. She looks because she has got eyes. <laughs> Hello. You know, and sometimes it's, it's, it's a simple thing, but we complicate into a place where we think it's the Lord's will because our emotions feed, and talks as if God speaks. And this is just a relational part. There are stunts of it. Uh, let's see how we can wrap this uh, in all in 30 minutes. What hinders us to hear the voice of God? That's what I want to talk about a little bit. What hinders us? Because if we know what hinders us, we can, we can actually fix the problem, you know? So, first one is noise. What is a noise? It's distraction. We are so distracted right now. We don't have a date with God. Set an appointment with God. Sit with God and say, God, I wanted to hear your voice. And I for me it works perfectly. I don't know about you. It works perfectly. When I turn off my mobile phone or put it on silence or take out all the notifications, I am more in a tranquil position to hear God. Because you know why? Distraction is the number one enemy that Stops me not to hear God's voice. So if you are, I don't know about you. I love to close my door. I love to put a pillow on my knees. I love to kneel down and pray. I'm an old school guy. I'm not saying that is a measure of holiness. Do not judge me. Or if you are playing, praying by sitting on a couch, having a uh, you know ginger chai and have, listening and praying, that's up to you. But this is how I do. I, I put a pillow and I'm just kneeling down. And I'm lifting my hands and I'm just saying, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Suddenly the notification. Ta-ding, ta-ding. You know the WhatsApp one? They are little demonic, the group chats. Ta-ding, 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 ta-ding. And I'm saying, Lord, I worship you, Jesus. Ta-ding. It's an emoji. of somebody said good morning, they want to say, what happened? It's a distraction. Are, are we... It makes sense? So the distraction, what it does? It does not allow us to hear God. We are constantly distracted. So it works for me. I don't know if it works for you, but it sh- you should find your own way. Whatever distracts you, you move it away. Why? Because I am having a date with the King of Glory. I cannot afford to have two conversations going on at the same time. Amen. How do you know that person is a good listener? My wife, sometimes married men, I'm going to say this, you will know what I'm talking. Sometimes the wives say, I am keep telling you again and again. What do they mean? It's not because they are nagging. No, Sandeep? What do they mean? They mean that you are looking at me, but you're not listening. Soch, are you there? That's the same way. Because why? Because we are distracted. And when we are distracted, we are not learning. Number two, busyness. No time for God. No time for God. And that's the one reason why we cannot hear the voice of God. We are... We are so busy and, and I know most of you working in a long shifts and you know sometimes if you are doing your bond I mean it's like you are living in Egypt not entering into the promised land and you have a lot of challenges going on. I see that point but listen that does not give us a permission to do whatever we can. Number three hidden sin and I don't know what is your hidden sin is. It could be Unforgiveness. It could be lust. It could be gluttony. It could be uh, it could be compulsive buying. I don't know. You, You know it's between you and God. And number four, and this is the very tricky part. Unwilling to obey his previous word that he has given to you. What does that mean? Sometimes the word of voice of God is very silent. Why? See, God is not a magician. God is not here to show off. Listen, how much I can talk? No. God is looking for an obedient vessel. So if you are experiencing a silence from the Lord, probably, probably, there is a good chance that you have not fulfilled what He has already spoken. You can write it down if you want to. God is not going to give you a new revelation if you are not fulfilled the previous revelation He has given you. Amen. Now, Romans 10:17. That's the key verse we're gonna look at. Romans turn your Bible. Romans 10 17. It's up in the screen, but we will meditate a little bit on that. Okay? Are you guys okay? Yes, no? Okay, good. Good. Okay. Romans 10:17. This is Paul writing to the Roman church. Okay, look at this. Let's read from verse 14 How then they shall call on him In whom they have not believed How shall they Believe in him of whom They have not heard How they shall hear without a preacher And how shall they Preach unless they are sent As it is written He is quoting Isaiah 52:7. How beautiful are the feet of those Who preach the gospel of peace Who bring glad tidings Of good things but they have not all obeyed the gospel For Isaiah says The Lord who has believed Our report So then So then So whenever there is a word so then There is a context above That's why we read that So then Faith comes by hearing Hearing by the word of God In other translation, says Through the word about Christ Now Lot of people misinterpret this They think by hearing the word of God Faith comes that means everyone should have faith. If you turn the Bible on, your mobile app, you turn the Bible and you're commuting for 20 minutes from your house to work, and 20 minutes you play a word, that does not mean faith arises. It doesn't say faith comes by hearing. It says faith comes by hearing through the word about Christ. What does that mean? It means that you're allowing the Holy Spirit in you to hear the word What he is saying to you through the word And look at this verse Verse 18 And I say have they not heard Yes indeed Their sound has gone out to all the earth Their words to the end of the world But I say did Israel not know First Moses says I will provoke you to jealousy By those who are not a nation I will move you to anger By foolish nation but Isaiah is very bold and says, I was found by those who did not seek me. I was made manifest to those who did not ask for me. But Israeli says, All day long I have stretched out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people. So, Paul here is making a question to this Roman audience. He's saying, Guys, the word of God has been preaching for thousands of years. But it's not just hearing the word, but allowing yourself that the word to do is work to form Christ in us so that the word can be planted in us. That planting of the word produces Christ in us will bring a fruit of obedience. That's how we go in faith. And that's why it's important we gather That's why important we hear the word And we important we interpret the word And we say God what is that you are trying to teach me now How can I learn from now How can I go one more step closer to know you now Now Every time When God speaks uh, This is a normal behavior Okay It's up there in the screen We receive it in the spirit why we receive it in the spirit? We are a tripart being. I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. Okay? You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. So every time when God speaks, you know what happens? We receive it in the spirit. Why? God is a spirit. John 4, 24. God is a spirit. And he. everyone worships him in the spirit and in the truth. So every time when God speaks, we receive it in the spirit We interpret or process it in the soul. What is a soul? Soul is your mind, emotions, and will. We interpret in the soul. Okay? And finally, we apply it in the flesh. Is it clear? We receive it in the spirit when God speaks. And I will tell you how God speaks. But just whenever God speaks he speaks through visions dreams somebody comes and prophesies or you walk down you see a circumstances God uses everyone God uses children to speak I have learned more about the father heart of God not in the DTS that I have gone through not through the seminary I have learned nothing from my son and my daughter in the last few years I have learned more about the heart of the father through my kids than all the years that academic or a uh, Religious studies I went through. Nothing. God speaks through kids. God speaks through children. God speaks through your wife. How many of you married men can say, Amen. Hmm? Sandeep is doing like this. Off. (laughs) I'm pulling his leg. Anyway. So, we receive it in the spirit. We process it in the soul. We think, Lord, what is this? What is your mind in this? what is I, I I don't feel it I feel it should I act on it that's the will and then we apply it in the flesh but after the fall you know what happens sin came and, and destroyed the gap between the spirit and soul and we don't have time to go through that because that's an whole teaching by itself so the trauma of understanding God's word and his promises has put an immense toll on the humanity and thus the formation of a religion and the religion what it does what you can you can twist God's arm. That's what religion has taught us. That's why we say, nothing works, three days fasting. Have you heard that? People say, it's not working, maybe three days fasting. If you fast, doesn't mean God is going to chew his fingers and say, oh, Charles started fasting, we have to do something. God is not going to go in a panic mode. And by the way, fasting without prayer is called hunger strike. So, what happens is, God uses the senses to speak to man. What are the senses? Five senses. Ear, touch, smell, taste and see. Now, these are the three ways He always speaks to us. And I wanted to make it very simple, practical and relevant for all of us to understand. This is how. Always there is a consistent when God speaks. Now, first one, He speaks to you through audible voice. How many of you heard an audible voice maybe once or two. I I heard in the 44 years I am in the 44 years of my life when I was 18 I gave my life to the Lord I am 44 now in this 44 maybe two or three incidents you know uh, two or three incidences I have heard the Lord speak to me very clearly once when I was a big obese fellow I was eating like you know like French fries and double cheeseburger with a diet coke <laughs> you know as if diet coke is going to cut it and I still remember one day in September 26th 2016 the Lord said stop eating what you are eating and make a radical change and he said if you keep eating like this you are going to come home sooner than I thought God speaks to me in humor and Some very clearly When I met Eunice I heard the Lord In fact she heard the voice of the Lord This is the handsome Indian Whom you shall marry And have five kids Okay Three or four Okay whatever it is Number three is on the way Amen She says I am getting old I should not Sarah got her birth when she was we read it in the Bible. When it applied in that, oh, technically speaking, I believe this. Okay? Period. Anyway, so, He speaks to you through audible voice, dreams, visions, prophecies, people. God uses people. Sometimes we pray for one and we say, God speaks to me, and we prophesy to people. You know, and then circumstances. What is it called? It's called a Rhema word okay, now this is very important rhema word means spoken word now, he doesn't leave it there, A lot of people take that rhema word and try to apply it that's where the mess happens now, he confirms it through his living word, what is that? (laughs) so if I come to Gideon and I give a word that word has to match here what is this called? Written word, logos. Okay? Now, it doesn't stop there. You are a tripod-beating being. God is a tripod being. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, the third one, it's up in the screen. He affirms it through the body of Christ. Relationships. Rema, logos, Relationships if you change this order it's a mess A lot of times we have relationships we gather what people we like the ones that says yes to you We say oh yeah my best friend said this is the one yes my colleague said this is the one yes and we tried to find out a word for that you know one guy he literally told me how many people had you know more than one wife and he says God still used them I'm not joking I will not be a recording live I have the fear of the Lord he said God still used them so God can still use me hello you see because you have failed to take responsibility on your marriage now you have fallen now you are trying to find a word that will suit your present situation hello it's dangerous guys And that's why still there is a mess In the body of Christ That's why people don't trust us When we say God spoke to me Like which God I want to know which God Now He affirms it Affirmation comes the last part Now I hear the Lord speak to me I say God What does that mean One thing I heard very clearly Very clearly I heard the Lord spoke There is going to be a season will come we will not be able to gather like this. It's happening. It's happening. In this year, we've been shutting down, shutting on, shutting off. There's going to be a season. It's even tough times going to come. I'm not giving you, you know. There's going to be even tough times as Christians, as kingdom citizens, not religious people. You'll be fine to do your activities. As kingdom citizens, there'll be even stronger measures will come. You need to be prepared. And the Lord said, gather them, we change the name church, service, I'm not entertaining you you're not paying for my entertainment, it's not a circus it's not PVR this is a gathering for a purpose why? to equip and there's going to be a season will come, we will not be able to gather like this we will meet in small groups and we have to equip one another, Christ will be our confidence not church, going to church is not the importance growing in Christ is important there's going to be a season will come where we will not be able to meet, what's going to happen that time? Are we going to trust on the Sunday gathering? Are we going to trust on the Christ who gathers all of us and strengthens us? It's important. So, He speaks and He confirms it to the Word. The book of Acts, the, Old Testament, the New Testament church, always founded on the house group churches. They never had a mega church they gathered 3000 people got saved but there was no place recorded says 3000 people every week at five services and then multiple church choir services no they all break bread in houses encouraged one another all the fivefold gift was used what is the fivefold gift apostles prophets evangelists pastors teachers all the fivefold see god is asian we know what it means These five fingers helps us to pick up the biryani well Yes or no? After this, you may have some, you know, you calling your talk or whatever. You know, this fivefold, equip the body of Christ so that Christ may grow. The season will come. This one man show what we are doing now. You come here, none of your gifts are put in practice in one and a half hours what practice I don't know the gift brother Sunil got the other brother Sunil got Emmanuel got Sandeep got Aaron God, Sister Rekha I don't know the gifts all those fivefold gifts are just under the carpet one gift is there preaching teaching prophets that's it day will come you will not be able to gather what are you going to do are you going to go to online We need to mature ourselves. We need to be that Christ that grows inside of us. The goal is not to gather you to church. The goal is to gather you to Christ. And that's coming. And what are we going to do that time? That's why. So, it has to, God speaks. He confirms the word and affirms it through relationships. And God has, you know, we submitted to our leaders that we are accountable to and, and we have seen globally there is a move towards how based churches in Germany one of my mentors, he, he literally when he said six years ago German people said you are nuts today he's got 25 more than 25 house group churches between 20 to 30 people in his group in his house gathered together praying 15 to 20 people inside praying trusting the Lord It's important. Why? Because there is going to be a time will come, the more one government comes up. You know right now it's happening, one government, one world government. Are you oblivious to what's happening around? One world government, everything is cornering. In Revelations you see unless you get the mark of the beast, you will not be permitted anything. It's getting there. You don't get the vaccine, you can't enter a restaurant. It's, I'm not saying vaccine is the mark of the beast Don't get me wrong Those who are vaccinated you are not I'm not saying that But we are coming to a point where We are cornered And you may think I'm fanatic or crazy or right wing or whatever But we are coming to a point where The kingdom of darkness is trying to invade What are you going to do? Are we going to run to an organization? Or are we going to run to the person called Christ? Christ this was not even a message, it came out It's on free, okay So, I'm not going to charge you for that Now, what is a prophecy? This is a prophecy, okay Testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy Revelations 19.10 Okay Declaring God's mind over a person Or a situation, that's foretelling That's why we gather together and we pray I feel the Lord says We pray it all, we bless that And then person says, yes Prophecy is always already a confirmation of what God is doing. Globally, God is gathering His church, is preparing a remnant. I tell you guys, very rarely I hear the audible voice of the Lord and one of the audible voices was last night. And here the Lord said, prepare my people for my coming. Prepare them. Teach them how to save. There is going to be a time will come, you will be pressed into a place where you will not be able to buy stuff. How are you going to live? save, save water save, save electricity save, you know, prepare we are planning to put some chickens and some goats and cows, we have already three goats we wanted to start vegetable gardens prepare, so the times of challenges comes you will be able to sustain for the season before the king of glory arrives guys, you may think like, what was this Charles smoking last night he's speaking weird we live in the end times of the end times. We need to prepare. Nothing is secure today. You can be fired from your job anytime. Anytime the inflation. Lebanon. Have you heard about Lebanon? What's going on right now? Lebanon was a beautiful country. We even talks about, you know, he who's in the Lord will, his, he will grow like the trees of Lebanon. It's in the Bible. Lebanon in of Valaruan. Hmm? So, What's going on in Lebanon? Hyperinflation. You take a one dollar note, they'll give you a stack of Lebanese lira. Hello? What's going on to our country right now? Inflation is going on. Challenging times are higher. My brothers and sisters, I'm not here to scare you. Remember, you plus Jesus is equal to majority. Amen? Now, Let's move forward, okay? Declaring God's mind. Number three, prophecy is not about a revelation of God's mind, but also a confirmation of God's mind over a person. Now, we don't have time to tell, you know, I have written down here, put out the next slide. Just keep it, all of it. You can take a, a power picture of something and how do you test the prophecy? And I have written down like seven ways you can test the prophecy. It brings glory to jesus you know does it agree with the scriptures does it bring closer to god or taking you far is it bringing you bondage or condemnation or freedom and liberty is it confirming already what god is speaking to you if it doesn't make sense put it on the shelf let it fulfill at the right time and you need to judge the fruits of the prophecy all this are true we don't have time to go in through that detail but this is what i want to get to when god speaks something happens There are four things that happens. Number one, something gets created inside of us. When God speaks, something gets created. Example, he said there would be light. What happens? The darkness has to move, give room for the light to invade. So whenever you hear the voice of God, (laughs) this is the thing. Are you ready? When you hear the voice of God and you still stay in the same place, you have not heard God's voice, you just heard your emotion. When you hear the voice of God, some restlessness, some change, God said to us, go to the land, prepare, build a house, teach my people, build vineyards. I mean, I'm not creating any wine or anything. The the word he said, plant vineyards, teach, share, be self-sustaining. And I was like, Lord, I like the city. One landlord called and said, you have 10 days to vacate. So either God sends you or he kicks you. In, in our case, in my case, God has to kick me out from Gandhi Nagar because I was so comfortable. You know, you walk down the road, you find a KFC, Domino's. In front of my house, Domino's. They will ask me, what is your address sir, in Domino's? Open your eyes. Straight, you will see the road you can see me literally if I say now where Google Maps takes you somewhere where Moonjur pet hello so comfort zone nothing grows more is left side PVR is on the other side you know you have you had living in this bubble but the Lord said you are not growing this was your pioneering stage now your pioneering stage is over it's multiplication stage My example, huh? You need to find out what is the for for you. Something gets created. Number two, something changes. We align with the will of God to see the kingdom of God built. Exodus chapter two and three. You see the Moses. He is wrestling with God. He's saying, God, when God speaks, something changes. He says, I can't get, God, God, I have stuttering problem, as if God didn't know. And God said, I already knew I created the way you are. But it's so interesting. If you read the book of Acts and Hebrew, somewhere the address says, Moses was educated and eloquent in speech. Hello? I can't find the address. If somebody find the address, let me know. It's somewhere in the New Testament says, Moses was eloquent in speech. So here Moses is like God. I can't go to the promised land. <laughs> you know? This is the reality. Look at this. So something gets changed. Number three. The voice of the Lord directs Genesis 12. Abraham. God said go. What does go mean? Transportation. God says do something. God never. Reynard Bonke says God go with the goers. But you never sit with the sitters. God is not interested in you being a couch potato. You know what is a couch potato? In the Western countries, they have good couches. They sit, relax, turn on the TV, watch their favorite soap opera, take the tissues close by, wipe out their snot, have drink tea with a little candle on. Sounds very nice, right? You are growing. No, nothing. That's what Go means transportation God said The voice of the Lord directs So what is the direction God spoke And you are not obeying I don't know Ask the Lord He will speak to you The voice of the Lord speaks And this is the last one The voice of the Lord speaks In the midst of the storm Acts 27 Physical storm was going on with Paul He was going through a challenging time And Paul was not a captain He was not a sailor he was not a fisherman he never went on a boat on a fishing trip he never had any sea experience but he heard the voice of the lord he told to the captain read acts 27 he says if you set sail there's going to be a great damage he speaks in the midst of the storm now the voice of the lord is a very primary essential for you and me if you don't have the voice of the Lord, it's like we don't have the GPS. If we don't have GPS, we are lost. Now I've said a few examples. I'm not going to make you wait longer. Few examples. First one regarding choosing a life partner. How do I know this is the one? Some of you singles here, Stephen. My brother came from Dubai, Gideon came back single, right? Yes. Some of you singles at the back. Emmanuel, how do I know this is, this is the one? It's a very challenging question. Is there a verse that God says, this is the one you should marry? I always say God is very practical. When sometimes somebody comes to me and say, I like this person, I ask them, if it is a boy, I ask them, is she a girl? We live in a situation like, I have to ask that question. So this person you're talking, is it the same sex or opposite sex? Anna, you're joking. I said, no, I want to make it clear. Because the will of God is very clear. Adam and Eve. Now, the number two, is she married or single? You can't marry a married person. And number three, is she a follower of Jesus? Well, she's going to come with me to church. Uh -uh, uh, The buzzer stops there. Why? Because when you don't go to church, she's not going to go. People say, I'm going to flirt to convert. It doesn't work. Hello? Hello? God is naturally supernatural. He leads us. That's why the Bible says don't be unevenly unequally yoked. You know one of my prayers, I was 31 years, I was not married. My grandmother thought I had some problem. You know all my family, my grandmother, my my great-grandmother got married when she was 8. My grandmother got when she was married when she was 15. My mom got married when she was 19. My sister got married when she was 24. And I am here, 31, still unmarried. My grandmother took me to her room and asked, Charles, I can take you to the doctor. Are you okay? She thought I had some problem. And this is the reality. Sometimes we, we kind of fail to hear God in details and we go with our emotions it's important and I said to God, God the one thing I want you know, I always love to marry there was a deep desire in European, somebody outside my cultural box, I had that desire, God gives the desire but I said Lord, I cannot compromise your call on my life a girl who comes into my life should know my call and should eat my curry I was very practical Because you can agree with the call and eat potatoes and mashed potatoes and and no spice. That's like having hell on earth. I'm a spicy guy. And here I met 2007, my brother Benny said, Charles, I want you to meet. You know, first question I asked, what do you think about India? Oh, that's where God called me. I was like, one tick. Number two. Do you like... Indian food. Oh, I miss it. Since I came back from India, it's been a week. I miss Indian food. I'm like, Lord, you have provided the manna. You know, it's very practical. It's God's love. It's very practically speaks. You can't put. You know, you can't compare status, what you have, what you don't have. This is how God speaks. Now, second example. I have a couple of examples. Now, building a house, God God says build a house. Okay, what does that mean? Do you have saved something? For years, we've been put aside little pennies. We kept aside, we kept aside. And that was not even one-tenth of the one-tenth. But we were ready to give that five loaves and two fishes to God. God brought a multiplication. Brother, you shared the story, how we got the land in Mayflower. I don't have the permission to share but I know what you share when God speaks you have to give something to God to work hello it's practical number 3 choosing a career okay what should I choose He, He has designed you naturally with those gifts and He put that desire so that He doesn't you don't feel like a lot of people work from Monday to Friday for the paycheck Saturday, they live for themselves. That shouldn't be the case for you and me. We should live and love what we do. If you don't love what you do, probably you are doing for money's sake. Stop that. Take a break, take a sabbatical, and work on that. Number four, it leads me to the it's following one. Answering your life call. Missionary in any spheres of influence. You see, your career may change, but your calling will never change. You may be a doctor now, but you are always a worshipper. You may be a housewife now, but you are always a worshipper. You may be a medical practitioner or a research scientist right now, but you are always a daughter and a son of God, a worshipper. Amen. And last but not the least, how do you respond to challenging situations in life? God always deals with that. God always comes through. There's a lot of situations. Even when people were surrounded, Jehoshaphat he said, I don't even know. You know, they shortly called him King Fat. <laughs> and they said to him, King Fat, the whole people are gathered. And he said, in first Kings, he says, Lord, I do not know what to do, but my eyes are on you, Lord. And the Lord gave him an idea. And he did this. Gideon, he said. I am a man from a small tribe, from a small family, from a small clan. The Lord said, with that little strength, you go. God gave him a strategy. So I have written down four practical questions. You will discuss this. It's up in the screen. Number one, just one by one. When was the last time you heard God speak to you clearly? Give some examples. Talk to one another. You know, God spoke to me about this situation, about this person. Most of the time, I'm being honest here most of the time God speaks very clearly to my wife first I don't know why it's that's how it is uh, maybe I have some filters I don't know maybe men are more eager I'm not painting any broad stroke but my wife gets it like bull'seye and I'm like wow that's amazing and when was the last time God speaks to you God spoke to you, okay? Number two, what did you do with the word you heard? Did you obey it? Or you delayed your obedience? Or you ignored it? For years, God was speaking to me about my health. I've been going literally taking food as my comfort zone. You know, sometimes we take things as comfort zone. Shopping can be your comfort zone food can be your comfort zone gossip could be comforting you know self pity could be very comforting anybody went through that self pity it should be very comforting you know why because I scratch your back you scratch my back it's very comforting oh yeah everybody is wrong except me poor me it's called Moses syndrome you know what Moses syndrome is I can't do this who am I who am I lord who am I (laughs) Eh? This is a very clear thing. Number three, was it hard to obey the voice of God? Now, this is where it gets harder. Obeying the voice of God does not mean things will go all easy. Sometimes challenges are there. Listen, God said to Moses, Go, my people, I have heard their cry. I am going to send you. He said, I can't do it. Go with your brother Aaron. Go and my people will come. He never gave the details. He never said there is going to be 10 plagues. The first plague is going to turn the water into red. Frogs going to come. Gods, you know, uh, lizards going to what was that thing? Uh, Grasshopper is going to come. Hailstones going to come. I'm going to kill the firstborn. You're going to walk through the you know, Red Sea. You're going to cross the Red Sea. You will strike water will come. You will speak but you will strike then water will not come. You will only see from the mountain the promised land. He didn't give all those details. If he would have given, guess what happens? Moses would have said, I'm comfortable here with my father-in-law Jethro, with my 40 sheep, singing Kumbaya. God hides those details from us.